You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Now, from the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. What's up? Welcome to the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert. With me, Brandon Atkins. And today, Professor Trent running the wheels. Team. Brandon. Team Nichols. What's going on? How many things can you buy for $495? Um, you can buy quite a few things. <laughs> We've looked this up on... Got to give credit to NBC Sports. We thought we had an original idea, but yeah, it, yeah they scooped us. Yeah, you can buy Lonzo Ball shoes for four ninety five. It only takes about six months for them to produce, and there's no money back guarantee. There's no returns on this shoe. No return. I didn't see that part of it. That's there, the best. There's zero returns. So whatever you get in that box delivered to your front door, that's what you get. Nice. Don't, don't be nice. calling LeVar with any return. So for anybody that's been living in a cave and isn't aware, Lonzo Ball, who's announced for the draft, he and his father, LeVar, who's quite a colorful fella, have been uh, – they've met with every shoe company there is to meet with in the in the country, and no success so far. Uh, everybody wanted to give them an endorsement deal. LeVar's not down with that. He wants to actually have his own brand with uh, Lonzo Ball and his – track record of one full year of college and uh nobody's nobody's biting so far i'm i'm stunned by that brandon uh i'm not really surprised at all you know it's the establishment they have their heels dug in they know the routine this is how they make money by exploiting these young athletes <laughs> before they actually make some decent coin in the nba Wait, oh my gosh are we talking about college basketball exploiting these guys, or are we talking about shoe companies exploiting oh, these Oh, man, guys? it's just a big cash grab all the way up. Now, I don't feel bad for people who are making millions and millions of dollars to play a game, but it is interesting to, even though he's goofy, LeVar Ball is a clown, but it is interesting to see him challenge the, you know, the establishment. You know? And I was reading here, I think my favorite, T. Nichols, 
pointed out that for $495, you can actually order one of everything off the Taco Bell menu. (laughs) (laughs) One of everything. I'm going to do that. Have you tried? Have you had the new taco burrito, Mm-mm. or is it burrito taco? I Anytime I, I see a sign for Taco Bell, I speed up. Man, let me tell you something. The the taco burrito combo. I was skeptical. I'm not gonna lie. Man, it's the truth. It's like an overstuffed soft taco. If you're a Taco Bell, you know, fiend, mm-hmm. go get you some. Man. So, so back in my early, my younger years, I eat a, used to eat a lot more Taco Bell. I, can't, I did too. I, I don't know which life habit it is that affected that, but I'm, I'm not going to speculate. When I was 15, I ate Taco Bell, t- Taco Bell too, but I'm 43 now. I just don't think I can handle it. But how, how many times are you guys as consumers going to be fooled when they're like, try our new burrito taco? <laughs> they just put two different things together. It's quesadillas and tacos mashed together and you're eating it up like it they're gold bars for free or something like that. Dude, it's a like, dollar forty nine. You get two or three of those, man, and you're set. How many places can you can you have lunch for four fifty? I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I but guess. But you're kinda getting what you but pay you're gonna for. But you're gonna feel it. awful for like ten days. <laughs> oh man, come I, on. I'm wondering if I could take my Lonzo ball shoes into Taco Bell and just trade for one of everything on the menu. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. You know, during the playoffs, they've had the Pizza Hut, and they've had the, the shoes where you can order pizza. They've <laughs> got the that. chair where you can order pizza, which is genius idea. I think it ought to be a real thing. That's where LeVar Ball hasn't – his thought process hasn't got there yet. He should tie in with Taco Bell, man. I can tap the heel of my shoes, order a taco burrito – Dude, I think you're on the something. We should get into the shoe business. You sure, you're not. You're not slated for a career in marketing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I went to I went to college for that. They didn't teach us that though. I went to college for communication, so I'm actually getting to use my degree for the first time in however many years. But uh, it was a perfect timing because they're laying everybody off at ESPN. <laughs> my timing is impeccable. So when you when you think about these shoes. You know, I want to say, man, this is the worst idea ever. This is going to go down in flames. This isn't going to be a thing. But I got a couple of points. First of all, one of my many children is a sneakerhead. He's a sneakerhead of the highest order. And I'm looking at him, and he's talking trash about these Lonzo Ball shoes. Ah, they're not going to be this. They're not going to be that. But when it's all said and done, if he can scrape together 495 bucks, he'll buy those stupid shoes. Hmm. I don't have it just to have them. I don't think the intention ever was to sell once they got turned down by the shoe companies. I don't think the intention was to ever sell a single pair of shoes. I think the he was on Dan Lebertard, I think last Friday, almost the entire show. They're getting so much free publicity. Who knows how they'll be able to turn that into dollars? But four ninety five, you'll have a couple of hundred ordered. Dan Lebertard, I think, bought at least three pair just because. <laughs> By the for way, anybody that hasn't seen the shoes, they're nothing special. They're they're a low cut, look like one of the sort of mid edition Jordans. Four hundred ninety five dollars. I'm telling you, there are kids out there that will that will pay for those shoes. The second thing, and and this is this is kind of on a deeper level, but we all watched the presidential campaign. Oh, and there were a lot of us out there who thought it was like comedy, high comedy, that Donald Trump was running for president. Oh, yeah. And, and there's no way this is really going to be a thing. 
I think America right now is in a funny place, and we're sort of anti-counter everything. Mm-hmm. So if the establishment says it's bad, we're we're in for it. And all of this negative press that LeVar Ball's getting is good press. I mean, you can't buy this kind of exposure. What shoe no, company or or shoe endorsement entity has ever been on Dan Lebitard, you know, three days in a row? Never. It and doesn't he'll happen. He'll be back sometime this week, too. And all we're doing is talking about this kid's shoes, putting them in people's consciousness, and they're becoming that much more valuable. And that's marketing dollars that don't need to be spent. You know, the marketing for shoes sort of post-Jordan, there isn't a heck of a lot of marketing that gets done. Basically, it's, you know, go wear these shoes, play, excel. Kids are going to want to wear these shoes. Aside from the Jordans and Jordan's brand as it's moved forward, when was the last time you saw a television contract for for LeBron's shoes? I, I don't know. I don't even. I don't know if I've ever laid eyes. I'm. I'd have to ask your son. I guess. Oh, he's I'm, got some LeBrons. I'm out of the basketball shoe game. Whatever's well, on say, sale at Payless. That's. I remember when the Charles Barkleys came out way back in the day, and they're 120 dollars. Thinking, oh my gosh, you know, you can buy three pairs of shoes for that. But four ninety five is just outside of the new norm. I think about half of that people are paying for shoes these days. Well, Lavar Ball says that these aren't just basketball shoes. I want to I want to play a quick clip of him on ESPN. Okay. With kids, you know, that's nineteen can make his own shoe the way he wants it, how he wants it to feel. It's a dream come true for me, just because I love shoes. And just the process behind the whole thing is, is actually pretty cool. You think people will want to buy your shoe? I think they will, yeah. Why? Just because, you know, I have a little flavor, you know, with the new kids, like... We're not even caring about Nike and Adidas and Under Armour. You know what? We're not even competing with them. Cause we better than them. We're a step above them. We're what you call a premium active wear. <laughs> so there you have it. Premium active wear. These aren't basketball shoes. You need to fix your vernacular, Brandon. Premium active wear? Premium active wear. Okay, well, I was also just reading for $400, if you're in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, you can get a 2001 Chrysler Concord for $400. And the $100 that's left over, you can try to make it street legal. (laughs) If you're not in the Raleigh area, you can fly to Raleigh for virtually anywhere in the country. Yep, plane ticket. You're absolutely right. If I'm not mistaken, and this is is just from my my sneaker-headedness, uh, that I get by transferal from my my child. I think that the highest price debut shoe that was in wide release were the Penny Hardaways, I, if I'm not mistaken. I think Penny in today's value premiered at like 235 bucks. How many people do you know that owned any pennies? Uh, that's a, you have to strap together a lot of pennies to afford those shoes. Yeah, for real. Sorry about that joke, but that um, was lame. Yeah, I don't know of anybody who ever owned any Anthony Hardaway penny shoes. So that's the answer to that question. Um, Jordan's the only ones because they have so many different styles that I can see stretching out just so you can put those in a case and never touch them and just look at them. Um, When you're talking about those folks, the folks that collect shoes, you know, put them away, have them in a case, have them numbered, inventoried, all the rest of that stuff, that's a very, very, very tiny segment of the buying population. You know, I think most of the folks that are looking at these shoes are, are kids, you know, probably from, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old through their early 20s. Um, 
the question, I guess, is how many of them have five hundred dollars they can they can throw around. Well, we know the millennials are not buying them because none of them have jobs, <laughs> right? You just dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, they don't have room in mom's basement for another thing anyway. But, yeah, that's an excellent point that you do or you're definitely going to have to have a job for these shoes. But I will say this, though, and this is this is something where I think Lonzo Ball and his dad, LeVar, may, this may become a thing. They're dealing with Under Armour and Nike and Adidas and the rest of that. Um, I'm sure that there's a Chinese shoe company out there somewhere who can make these things for 17 cents a unit. Sure. That is willing to let him put his, you know, big baller brand on these shoes and don't really care, you know, whether or not the the company is acknowledged. I think they're going to become a thing. Now, supply chain and the rest of that, whether or not they can get it worked out is another thing. But I, I do need to close with one point in this last minute here. I own 11 pair of Puma suede's. Mm, Puma. Nice. If you're out there... Fat laces? Fat laces in every one of them. Nice. I've got every color of the rainbow. But Puma, th- you should be the title sponsor of this show, and it'll cost you approximately one ten thousandth of what you offered Lonzo Ball. Is that fair? I think that's totally fair. Cool. Completely in fact, fair. you know what? A free pair, a couple free pair of kicks, man, to add to my collection. Hey, and we're on. You know what? Just one real quick point. I feel bad for Lonzo when he actually gets into the league. Forget about the Chris Pauls, the Kyries, all these top-level, top-five point guards. You're running the mill. Your bottom, your bottom tenth point guard, they're going to stick it to him every time he steps on the court. They're well, going to have something for him. Well, better than that, you're, they're assuming that he's going to L.A. and that's going to advance the brand. What happens when he ends up uh, in Utah? Yeah. That'd be that'd be a shame. I mean, Lavar, come on, man, give your kid a break. Let him, give him some at least the the atmosphere for to experience some success in the NBA. Come All on. right, this segment of the show has been brought to you by the North Carolina Miss North Carolina Pageant System. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. 
Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back, Chris and Brandon from the Cheap Seats. Brandon. Yo. I didn't realize until just now, but apparently Gucci has a basketball shoe that can be yours for the low, low price of $980. What do you think about that? Uh, I think Gucci can probably keep those. I'm fine. I'm fine with my... Listen, I just went and did some shoe shopping this past uh, weekend. I bought some Vans, bought some slip-ons and some sandals, flip-flops. And I hate buying shoes, even like for $60, $70 a pop, much less $980. Is that what you said for some Gucci's? You must have won that name brand really bad if you go out and drop that kind of coin. Well, it's funny that you said you got some sandals this week because the big baller brand, if you can't come up with $495, they do have some slippers, some sliders, huh. 220 bucks, Premium rubber. I got to have some, man. I want them in like every color. You know, I was looking at you and trying to listen to what you said, but all I can think about is I'd really like a quesadilla chalupa fajita with con queso from Taco Bell. <laughs> I'll take two, please. Actually, I'm off carbs right now, so Taco Bell's like not in my future at all. Um, that's a little, that breaks my heart a little I'm bit, I'm surprised. Man. You're actually pretty d- decent off the carbs. I feel, I f- thought you might. You know, be a little grumpy, but you're in some pretty good spirits. Well, I appreciate that, man. It's not easy. It's not easy, but uh, you know, I'm trying to get all svelte and, and sexy like you, man. It's it. You got to do what you got to do. Well, hey, speaking of uh, overrated things, <laughs> you want to talk about Kevin Knox and his decision to go to Kentucky? Oh, now Kevin Knox is overrated. <laughs> is that what's going on? Okay, so Kevin Knox went from like the you know your your single. It was an obsession for you. I know. I Kevin Knox is going to deliver a national championship. I remember you saying the ACC, they can cancel the ACC regular season. If like, Kevin Knox goes to UNC, and now he's overrated. I, I love just, that. I did just pull a move like the Cleveland Cavaliers owner, like we'll win a championship <laughs> before he does, and then beg them to come back, beg LeBron. No, I mean, it was really you that pointed out that he's probably what – no better than the tenth best player coming in. I've to seen college. him from ten to fifteen or so. He did. We were talking about marketing in the first in the first segment. He's done a great job of of building this hype. Um, Harrison Barnes did the same thing, didn't he? Yeah. Where he was the last guy, and you know Kevin Knox just kind of surveyed and had confidence that no matter how long he pushed and stretched this whole this whole process out to that eventually he was going to go wherever he wanted to go. So, I mean, he's that type of player. But he's not Michael Porter Jr. who's going to Missouri. That guy is head and shoulders above everybody as the top prospect. Right. Kevin Knox has had some great, great, great performances um, on the AAU circuit and in, in the camps here over the course of the last few months. So it's a big deal. But he's not, the, you know, he's not the top player in the country. He's not a seven-footer that's going to come in and transform your team. He's a swingman, 6'7", going to put up – Good numbers if he can get on the court at Kentucky. Yeah, um, he'll have thirty win. They'll have thirty wins, no ring. Be top five or six in the NBA draft, something like that. Maybe does that sound about right? Probably. And that that's what a thirty for thirty will do for you. If any coaches oh. are listening out there, like just sign up for the thirty for thirty program that they did for Coach Cal right before Knox 
decides to declare, and it's on ESPN every other day. That's how Kentucky markets now. Kentucky markets, they their marketing uh, approach is let's get a 30 for 30. Coach K's like, I'm going to coach the U.S. Olympic team. That's his marketing. And then Roy Williams just wins championships. That's his marketing. That's nice. It. You see how I did that? Nice. I like that. I like that a so, lot. Do do what works for you. We'll take the championship route, though, any day. Look, Roy Williams, I, I think that what happens when Roy Williams sits down with a guy like this is he tells him, you know what, we're, you know, maybe we'll do the one-and-done thing, but let's take it step-by-step. Step. I don't think he's in the business of guaranteeing people playing time. I don't think he's, he's you know, promising results as it applies to any of that. Coach K – and John Calipari in particular obviously have this down to a science. It's become how they recruit. Mm-hmm. How many players – we were looking at the list earlier. Kentucky has six players in the top 65. Is that correct? Yes. That's ludicrous. I think it's more six or seven. I mean, you've got hundreds of teams in Division One, and you've got 10% of the top 60 players coming out in a single season going to one school. There's only one basketball. Right. So I, I know that other people that are in that class put a lot of pressure on on Kevin Knox to come to Kentucky. Uh, there was there's a YouTube video out there of the Big Blue Nation cookies that they were you know messing with. But what it came down to, it was interesting because it was five schools that were in the mix at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, you had North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Florida State, and Mizzou. The reports that came out yesterday via Twitter, and he did a good job again of managing the marketing here. Um, before he made his announcement on Twitter, the the initial story leaked and said he was going to Duke. Yeah, and there were a couple. Somebody different, sent me that. I, in fact, I sent it to you, just kind of nudge and say. I was I, at I'm, the Mitso concert, and I get word that Knox is going to Duke. Trying to ruin my concert night. Thanks. Well, and and that I'm sure did ruin it until you found out he was Kentucky. And I'm sure if you had your druthers, you'd prefer he's going to be a Wildcat sure. than a Blue Devil. Yeah, absolutely. But Kevin Knox, the last of the major dominoes to fall as far as basketball recruiting. But again, I just want to say that this is a, a matter of sort of managing the recruiting. And um, I, you know, I don't know as a as a college head coach how much of the game I would play with these guys. I mean, how long are you going to get st- – you know, how much are you going to invest into these kids and how far are you going to get strung along before you're like, you know what, I- I'm not going to play this little game? Because I mean, that's to, what it was. You have to get an Anthony Davis or an Okafor. Like, I don't know what Okafor – he's been banged up, right, in the NBA. But he's Anthony been Davis, sorry in the NBA. But. Anthony Davis is like a once-in-a-lifetime player. You have to get that player just because you put a bunch of five stars on the same court together doesn't – necessarily guarantee you a championship. In fact, if he had to make a decision 10 times, 10 times out of 10, Roy Williams would, if he had to choose between Joel Berry coming back to school and getting knocked, I'm thinking he's taking Joel Berry every time. Wow. That's a, I mean, that's a strong statement, and there's, there's something to be said for it. I mean, first of all, Joel Berry's a, a known quantity. But the other thing is, you know, You've got a young kid. He may fit. He may not. Yeah. You know, how's he going to react in crunch time? Is he going to, you know, how is he going to handle the course load? All the rest of that stuff. Can he make it to his African studies courses on time? Right. Um, you know. It depends on, you're always on time for those courses. <laughs> Just wherever you're standing or sitting. <laughs> You can't be late for this. <laughs> I thought you were going to just blow right on through that. 
But yeah. uh, I want to play a little quip um, so that we can sort of talk about the mindset with recruiting. But here's, uh, here's Coach Calipari talking a little bit about his philosophy with recruiting. I'll say to the kid, how old are you? 17. I'm 50-ish. What in the world are we going to talk about three times a week? Other than me trying to get you to come and play for me, the conversation is not based on me trying to help you with anything. I'm just trying to get you to come to my school. Do we really need to talk three <laughs> days a week? I mean, let's not do that. You call me when you need me. If I feel like talking to you, I'll call. But don't start adding up who called me most. If you want to drink, smoke, chase, club, you can't come to Kentucky. That stuff can go on other places and go on to the, and no one will, pre- what? They'll do a 30-30 movie, extended movie on it, and the ticker if you do it here. You don't come here for that. You come to be the best version of yourself on and off the court. Now, it's interesting to hear Calipari say that because I watched his 30 for 30, and I, you know, I'm watching him get in the private jet to go, you know, out and meet a kid all over the country. Right. But it sounds like he's already laying the groundwork there, and he's like, yeah, 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 there's going to be other schools that outwork us as far as recruiting goes. Yeah. But just remember, you know, we're big blue nation. Yeah, I mean, that's easy to say when you got Kentucky blue on your, you know, your pullover. Um, you know, South Carolina may have to outwork you. Just because you're Kentucky, you're telling everybody just to slow down to your pace because you have that kind of name brand. I can guarantee you Roy Williams is going to be in the living room. Keep – Dadgummit, dad I know he's going to be in that living room. You know what, though? Like, I, I need to stop talk, talking about Carolina. I'm just proven to be such a homer <laughs> on this show. I apologize. <laughs> no, but, I mean, you know, Coach Cal, what a joke. I mean, that guy, he's gotten the best talent, the one and done. He's proven uh, – I saw the 30 for 30. Uh, I felt like I needed to take a shower afterwards. He's got – one after the other, Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, John Wall going number one. It's really impressive. But really, I mean, how long does Kentucky – you lived in Kentucky. How long do those fans put up with, oh, you got another top number one recruiting class without actually bringing home the hard part? I'm going to tell you, frankly, I, not much longer. I mean, when you talk about it, it's one thing to get all the hoopla and it feels good when you win the offseason. Right. But it's just like the Cleveland Browns with the draft this year. You know, great. You had a great draft. It better translate when it comes down to it. And when you're talking about a program as steeped in tradition as Kentucky, banners, baby. And, you know, SEC conference titles don't mean a thing to anybody in Lexington, Kentucky, or the surrounding areas. Kentucky, that fan base expects national championships, and that's the measure of success. There's nothing secondary to that. Final fours, they don't care. They want to win national championships. Calipari's been there now what, almost 10 years and has won – he captured lightning in a bottle with Anthony Davis and that crew. But other than that, I don't know that it's fair to say. I don't know that underachieving is the right term. But he hasn't gotten to the top of the mountain. And in the meantime, Roy William just added a third ring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knock, knock, knock. I'm sure when he sees him, he'll let him know about that. But, uh, you know, interesting times and the recruiting wars go on and on and on. This Hello, time you and you know, at the tail killer. end, it got so much attention because it was the last one. And it taught me lessons in teamwork, they struck leadership, out. and organization yeah, I mean, I was upset, but really, the, the way Serving we've been part-time working. in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. My name is Bobby. 
I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. And now, from the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. Alright, so welcome back. I'm Chris, this is Brandon, and we're talking sports here on From the Cheap Seats. Now, for any of those, uh, any of those out, you, out there that are, I'm, man, I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. It's the carbs, man. Carbs. It's the carbs. This segment is brought to you by Remax Real Estate Services and the Atkins Diet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, trying something new, man. I lost 11 pounds last week. Uh, Dr. Atkins actually slipped on a patch of ice and died. So, so there's a cautionary tale. He killed himself. I steer clear from that diet, even though I have the last name Atkins. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even you put didn't that even together. You didn't even put that man. together. <laughs> I swear. It's, and I, it's because I'm not eating bread. Atkins will. We also have a Are you food kidding program, a you dietary program, with Atkins Commercial Consultants. <laughs> it's a little crossover, man. That's a little bit different. Hey, I know we're talking about something else, but while you stepped out on the break, um, I just saw where Jay Cutler's taking a job doing play-by-play for Fox. I'm so excited about that. The first thing that got into my mind is that when he's done talking and he goes. He throws it over to one of the other commentaries. Does it get intercepted? <laughs> Jay Cutler, in, in the glory years out there in Denver, um, he'll always be the guy that got replaced by Tim Tebow in my heart. Can you imagine having an arm like that and just being kind of a joke? I mean, the guy had some success, but he's just kind of a punchline. Yeah, except – that he's still cashing checks, man. I mean, I would How trade. How do you make that much money? His wife, even though she's a nutcase, is really, know. really hot. I don't even know. Oh, that. are you not? Well, there you go. What's her name? What's her name, Trent? Is it Kristen Cavallari? Something of that nature. Mm. She she's do? a hottie. She was on one of those stupid MTV reality shows. Um, the, I don't know. The OC or something. There's too much glare. I can't see. Trent's trying to show me a note, and it's just not working out. But, yeah, she was on one of those silly pseudo-quasi-reality shows. She's hmm. she's a hottie. She's a lunatic. But um, fine FLNL. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, I didn't know that. Ah, so if Cutler never comes back, and he's refused to say that he's retired yet, his last pass in the NFL was an INT. Hmm. Fitting. Just another day at fitting. 
just another day. He did have a huge arm, and man, the guy just a lot of wasted talent. Anyway, enough about color. Anyway, let's yeah, talk about real. let's talk about basketball. Should we talk about UNC? We haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good for a while. <laughs> we don't win the off season. We save our winning for oh, the, for March and April. We, I mean, we've played in April two years in a row. I mean, it's a fact. All right, come on. Let's talk about – you want to talk about more Coach Cal and how he's a fraud and how he shut two programs down and now he's on his third? Sure. And I want to know what, – what I really want to know is how big was the suitcase he brought with him to that final meeting with Kevin Knox? Because <laughs> apparently it was just big enough. He just brought he, – he didn't and, and, do that. He actually – he brings a square that you hook into your phone <laughs> and he just runs a card onto your cell phone nowadays. It How much did Kevin Knox cost, I guess, is the real question. I do love – we were talking about the Coach Cal 30 for 30 and, and the whole Marcus Camby thing and getting paid and the agent and all the rest of that. I do love that John Calipari looked into the, into the camera with all of the sincerity he could muster – and said, I didn't know. I had no idea. And then they cut to a clip of Marcus Camby in a press conference sitting next to John Calipari, and he's got this big, fat gold chain right. hanging around his doggone neck. After Calipari talked for you know five or ten minutes about the poverty that Marcus Camby came from and all the rest of this stuff, it, it, come on, man. Some of you young kids won't remember this, but Chris, how, how bad or how how are you cheering for Cheney to be able to reach him in that press that presser? <laughs> Coach Cheney at Man, Temple. <laughs> I anybody, was like praying that he could do a little swim move and get to Coach Cal. That would have been awesome. <laughs> anybody that's out there that that is as of a certain age, I guess. I guess the cutoff would be about I don't know forty years old. Yeah, somewhere in who there. hasn't seen John Cheney try to kill John Calipari. <laughs> It's must-see TV. Go back and YouTube it. You can find it. I'm sure it'll be an easy search. But, yeah, John Taney, I, you know, and there's sometimes where you see guys in situations like that, and it's sort of, you know, if I could get through these guys, yeah. I'd, I'd do this. And John Taney was going to kill him. Well, no, he said it. I, I'll I know. kill you. Next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Actually, I think he said, I'm going to kick your – but. It, it was it was awesome, man. That was it was good. awesome. And John Calipari elicits that kind of reactions from people. The I, the joke when I was in Lexington, Calipari got hired shortly after. Actually, I was still there when he got hired. But the joke was, yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and deal with the probation 10 years from now. Just let him do his thing now. And they've gotten a national championship out of it. They've been in the national championship conversation in pretty much every year that he's been there at the helm. Uh, right. But he did leave two programs in disarray, UMass and that amazing team that he put together, Rose. which is probably his greatest achievement in my eyes, then went to the NBA and it, it absolutely didn't work. He was, the, he was basically giving the reins to the Nets. Um, that didn't work out. Came back. Memphis had Derrick Rose, Chris Doug, Douglas Roberts. That was a great team um, who choked down the stretch and didn't win a national championship and then found his way to Kentucky. And I don't think there's any question that at some point something's going to have happened and Kentucky will wind up on probation. Or they might wind up like the North Carolina Tar Heels and just not on probation for 10 years while a freaking investigation goes on. Yeah. How many more years is this going to linger and get to be used by Coach K and John Calipari and all the rest of that? Because you and I both know as we sit here today – that that was one of the pieces of the conversation when they sat with Kevin Knox 
five schools met with him within two days. How many times do you think that Mike Krzyzewski and John Calipari put it out there and planted the seed in his head that at some point, if he went to North Carolina, they were not going to be postseason eligible or they were going to lose scholarships or whatever because of this looming investigation that won't go away? Well, I think the sales pitch from Kay, I hate to say because I'm a Carolina fan, I hate Duke. You I hate? Think, did you just say you hate to say that? That's your favorite what, no, thing in the world to say. To say. I do think Coach K is above that. I don't think he sits down in the living room and go, hey, you know, you go to Chapel Hill, you just don't know. The talking heads in the triangle, they talk about it enough that you, if you're visiting North Carolina, if you're on a visit to Duke, you hear enough of it that you don't really have to preach that. But you know Calipari, Calipari is in the living room going, hey, you know, at least with us, one and done, you can at least have a shot at getting a ring. You know, if you go to Chapel Hill, that banner is going to come down, right? You know, I'm sure there's that kind of negative. And, you know, it's not been on the mainstream media, but it was interesting um, because I'm local and I'm kind of plugged in to the chatter around this probation thing. I don't think it's going to last much longer than another year. And some interesting things kind of came out coincidentally about the same time that Knox was making his decision. Um, The negative recruiting... But, you know, in some in some circles, they seem to think it was a blessing in disguise because we got players that are staying for four years and we're winning. You know, we've been to back-to-back national championships. Well, and the measure of this 10, 15, 20 years down the road is not, you know, where did Carl Anthony Towns go to school or John Wall Nobody's or whatever know. the case might be. Nobody cares that they were one and done. It's how many banners are hanging there. That's Roy's right. done his thing, so kudos to him. But he lost another offseason. Um, looking like Barry and Pinson are coming back. No call on Bradley yet. Um, I mean, May's going to be improved next year. I mean, just those three players, you're t- inside top 30. Those three players put you inside the top 30 in the country. And then if you add a couple of pieces, maybe Bradley comes back. I don't know. Has he hired an agent? I haven't. I've been on vacation. You have been on vacation, man, and I'm waiting to figure out when we're cooking some fish. I went to Ocracoke and cleaned up, um, caught some tuna, some mahi, and the whole time I was on the boat, I was calling them Yahoo by mistake, but I caught some Wahoo too. <laughs> I do, I do want to go back. Hey, you're not going to get away with that. You said I hate to say that that I hate Duke. Yes, <laughs> dude. I, the only thing that I've heard you say more times than I hate Duke is <laughs> I'll take a five. Right. <laughs> no, it's, I I cheered. For Duke, the last time I cheered for Duke is when they beat Arizona in the late, I think it was late 90s, early 2000s for the national championship because I could not stand Luke, uh, what's his Luke name? Olson. Olson. And then then the Duke fans started up the next day, and I was like, never again. I'm not cheering for Duke. I like for them to make a deep run for the ACC in the tournament, but that's about it. I like to see them get knocked off around Sweet 16 time. Well, and this Kevin Knox thing, what it boils down to, you know what, North Carolina won't miss a beat. They'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, would have been a nice addition. For Duke, it stings a little bit. Duke yep. is in a full-blown rebuild. Um, Knox would have been a nice piece for them. Uh, Grayson Allen's coming back. They've got a nice recruiting class, but Knox would have, been, would have been icing on the cake for them. Kentucky's just another guy. Like we said, they've got you know seven of the top 63 players, I think is what we counted. Um, this is a diaper dandy, to steal a term from the great Dickie V. This is a diaper dandy class to, to match all classes. And you think back, this is the kind of class that, you know, look at Michigan with the Fab Five. Yeah. You know, what do you call these guys? A Magnificent Seven? Yeah. I mean, but it's year after year after year. Nobody even really pays any attention. 
Uh, some years they make a great run, deep run. Sometimes they don't. Calipari, we, we talked about his history. And, you know, he didn't work out in the NBA for him. What's next for this guy? I, I mean, can he stay in Lexington at UK for the next, you know, 15 years? Is that conceivable? What do you think? No, no way. Like, uh, you give do at some point they're Kentucky fans, they're spoiled fan base, just like my own. And you're gonna start asking the question, why isn't he doing more with this kind of talent? Like, what's wrong with Coach Cal? Because you know they're gonna start reverting back to well, Kentucky, the brand is actually doing the selling here. If he's saying, oh, you don't need to talk to a kid three times a week, he's basically saying, I'm my brand already sells this. Okay, but let's not let's not pretend now that that he's not recruiting at a next level. No, he because is. there are, Kentucky is one of the great programs in the country, but it's not head and shoulders above anybody else. Right. Uh, Sorry, Chad Miller and Charles Hartley and the rest of those guys that I know from Lexington who would say differently. But you look at UCLA, you look at Carolina, uh, you look at Kansas. Those guys reload, but they're not recruiting on the level he is. But he's made that deal with the devil that we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bring in these freshmen, and if they're one and done, that's cool. And he even seems to encourage that. Um, or at least not get in anybody's way. And his perception is, you know, if these kids are are in a situation where they can go to the next level and they can get paid and they can take care of their families, then so be it. Sure. Um, that's what he wants them to do. And I think that that comfort level where they feel like they're not going to get any resistance, nobody's going to hold it against them, um, maybe that's why he's winning these battles. I don't know. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. They're strong, and then there's Army Strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seat. All right, welcome back. Final 15 minutes of the show. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins with me from the Cheap Seats. And at the end of this show, we will have additional content that's out there on the podcast. If you want to listen to that or you want to listen to any of the old shows that we've got out there, they're all out there archived. Go to SoundCloud, find us at From the Cheap Seats. 
Uh, check us out on Facebook, Cheap Seat Radio, Twitter. We're out there. Uh, drop us a line at cheapseatradio at gmail.com. couple of things coming up. First of all, we're actively engaged with the Temple Theater. Uh, they'll be playing their golf tournament May 16th out at Tobacco Road. If you're anywhere in the area, please get out there. It's a, it's a great excuse to come play a great golf course. Absolutely. All the money goes to Temple Theater, which is near and dear to my heart. So come on out, play with us. There's still afternoon slots available. So if you want to play 145, uh, I'd love to have you out there. Uh, check out templeshows.com for more details. Second thing, June 3rd, we will be on site at the Armory in downtown Sanford over on Wicker, and we will be hosting a dodgeball tournament. All of the proceeds go to Alzheimer's Research. Um, this hopefully will become an annual event, but we're going to have a good time, hoping to have 30 or 40 teams out there, uh, Which is, and there's some irony there. You know, I didn't really kind of put that together, but Alzheimer's research and you know putting yourself at risk for a potential potential head injury. I didn't see the the irony till after the fact. Well, let but me, uh, you know, let me let me tell you this too: there is nothing like seeing local leadership just absolutely jacked with a a dodgeball, like maybe around the upper body area. Uh, there's I I remember, and I hate to call this out, it was for a Montessori fundraiser a long time ago. And I saw Mayor Man get smacked with a dodgeball. I have never laughed so hard in my entire life. <laughs> well, Mayor best. Man, Mayor Man's going to be out of town for the weekend. Oh, he's a little dis- sure. he's a little bummed that he's not going to be able to play. Um, it's not confirmed yet, but uh, we're trying to get Jim Womack out there, Charles Taylor. Ooh, uh, do, we bo- I, do we have enough balls? <laughs> it's going to be a good time. If we can add a dunking <laughs> booth to the event, that might go well too. But okay. uh, we're hoping to raise a lot of money, have a lot of fun. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings stepping up is going to be out there serving some food. Libations is right across the uh, the back parking lot. So if you want to go over there and have an adult beverage, we'll have soft drinks, music. It'll be a good time. So June 3rd, noon, go to our Facebook page from the Cheap Seats. There's an event that's out there for it. Uh, go ahead and, and hit that and uh, Jim, register. Jim, make sure you got plenty of layers on, okay? <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. So we are talking before we went to break. Um, you know, Coach Calipari – no success in the NBA with the Nets. Kind of mm. came in there in that same rah-rah shtick that worked in the at the college level, wasn't really successful in the NBA. There aren't very many coaches that have been able to transition, but that's not really – I think sometimes that's a knock on these college coaches that come to the NBA and are not successful at the same level they were. I don't think it's a knock because I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, it Greg is. Popovich is probably the best coach in the business in the NBA currently. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Can you imagine Greg Popovich sitting at grandma's dinner table no. trying to sell, you know, kids coming to the University of Texas or wherever he might go as a college coach? No, he would, he'd be a great college coach. If you didn't have to go on the recruiting trail. Well, and that's, like, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, you don't get to do just X's and O's right. and, and run practices. You're the CEO. You have to run the entire program. You have to be out there and be the face of the franchise. You know, there's no getting away from it, whether it's recruiting, whether it's dealing with the boosters, whether it's, you know, managing local media. Mm-hmm. And Greg Popovich has made a living out of, you know, not interfacing with the media. I can't imagine him trying to run a college program. So it's two entirely different skill sets. There are some guys that have that have that have done well on both sides of it, but it's a very short list. And most of those guys have been sort of journeymen. 
You know, Larry Brown being the first one that jumps to mind. So, you know, moving into an area, my, the question that we asked way, seems like 15 hours ago, was Calipari, how much longer are the folks in Lexington going to be patient? Because when in the offseason isn't the measure of success that those folks are, are looking at. Right. So, you know, how many more years can he hang on to that job? How many more years does he want to? I mean, he's a very wealthy man at this point. How many? How how much longer does he want to deal with the headaches? I don't know if that's five years. I don't know if it's ten years, fifteen years. Um, we were talking ahead of the show, though, and the question was posed: Would he try to go back to the NBA at some point? I think his ego is such that it's an inevitability. Like, really? Yes. First of all, he'll eventually get tired of you know. Even Dean Smith got heat. Before he won in ninety, oh, in the early eighties, like I mean, he was the guy who got him to the Final Four, and then he just this constant chatter. Well, Coach K was too. You yeah. know, the, the the refrain with him was, "Ah, he can't win the big one." So yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah, um, but you think that you think that John Calipari's ego at some point will lead him back to the absolutely. NBA. Wow. Listen, look, look at first of all, he's easily one of the most transparent people I've ever seen on the TV screen. Um, I saw watched the 30 for 30. I mean, th- th- those fake tears. I mean, they're just fake. The guy's fake. I don't understand how he does such a good job on the recruiting trail other than the fact that he's saying what all the other coaches know to be true is that you're, what you're here to do is to get the training in college to move to the next label, level to make your living. And he's basically just saying what's true. You're here as a springboard to get to the next level, especially these one-and-dones. And he's kind of claimed that he's the first one to tell players this. And, you know, 30 for 30, you can't deny it. Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, John Wall, the list goes on and on and on. But uh, Kentucky fans will get tired of winning the offseason and not putting up, especially if Carolina were, or Duke were to add another banner and they see that lead, the banner league, start to uh, dissipate. Um, they won't put up with that for much more than five years. And speaking of five years, one thing I would watch with Coach K, the Coach K retirement watch, the day LeBron James's game, he, when he's not the guy or even a superstar status, once it goes down to a downtick, that's the that's the year that Coach K will retire. Do you really think that LeBron is is that big an asset? Absolutely. If you can pick up the phone and get LeBron James onto a, a recruit in their living room or anywhere close to them, that's huge. Absolutely huge. That's an interesting statement. That's almost a conspiracy theory, man. Well, I don't know what I'm thinking. I give him about that. five more years. Well, speaking of, we 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 touched on Greg Popovich and his greatness. Yeah. Okay, I'm. I'm on the record, I felt coming into this NBA season there were three teams that had an opportunity to win the NBA championship. Yep. I felt that way up until about a week ago when Tony Parker blew out his knee. I think there's no way that San Antonio can get past Golden State now. I'm not sure they're going to get through Houston, but at this point I don't think it matters. I think it's a foregone conclusion. Um, Tony Parker has been the glue that's held that team together for a very, very long time. And I wanted I want to listen to um, some comments from Greg Popovich real quick. Tony's a, a, a very uh, been a very important player for us for a long time. You know his leadership and uh, the way he's been playing in the playoffs. Of, of course we'll be missed, but uh, that goes to say you know 
the Clippers missed Blake Griffin you know, for the same reasons. You know, when you, you lose a good player, somebody else has to step up. You don't worry about it. You don't cry about it. You just go play. All right, so Greg Popovich, they're talking about the importance of Tony Parker. I can't remember the last time inside the playoffs where there was an injury of that magnitude that just ruined the rest of the playoffs for me. Yeah. I mean, seriously. You got anything that, that sort of resonates with you? Uh, no, not really. I mean, maybe a season where maybe maybe the time Adrian Peterson tore his knee up or something like that. Not in the NBA, but... You just don't see major injuries that late. Usually it's somebody gets nicked up, there's a, there's a ding, but you're talking about an injury with Tony Parker who tore his quadriceps tendon. Uh, he's 34 years old. At this point, I'm not sure he doesn't contemplate retirement. He's been at this for a long time. He could probably continue to do this for three or four years. But what he means to that team is huge. And at this point, it's it's over for the Spurs. I don't think the Spurs – that's got to be so disheartening. I do respect Popovich for stepping up and saying, you know, it just happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Clippers don't get to cry about Blake Griffin getting hurt, but you're, you're not talking about Tony Parker there. Blake Griffin and his importance to the Clippers and, and Tony Parker with, with running the team there and being the guy that, that everything goes through for the Spurs, I think, is a whole different level. Well, the Spurs weren't going to get through Parker or no Parker. They weren't going to get through Golden State. See, I'm not willing to say that. Kawhi Leonard, LaMarcus Aldridge, Tony Parker, I think that team, you know, it would have to break right for them. But I do think there was a, a reasonable shot that they could they could push Golden State. Now, at this point, regardless of how you felt before the Tony Parker injury, there's a sense of inevitability with these playoffs. Yep. And I keep looking and reading things that the, the ratings are good for these games. I cannot imagine why passive sports fans are tuning in to watch this round of the playoffs. I can, and the reason why is that you're watching, particularly in the uh, in the case of LeBron James. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. How many players in the past did you just take for granted? Like, I remember the Jordan years – when they were over, you were like, man, God, it's like he, he's gone now. And I guess maybe because I'm older, I'm really kind of in the moment enjoying what I'm seeing with LeBron James and what he's able to do on the court and what he's doing with the Cavaliers. Well, and I think you, you say the same thing that you said about Jordan with Magic and with Bird, maybe with Barkley. Yeah. But here's the thing is that the East – and I don't even want to say that it's because the rest of the East is so bad. It's just that the Cavaliers are so head and shoulders above that team. And it's easy to fall into the trap and say, well, LeBron is the best player ever, or LeBron is the best player in the world, and he carries that team. I'm here to tell you, Brandon, if you subtract LeBron James from the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're still the second or third best team in the in the East, regardless of who they plug into that James Max contract spot. I mean, I honestly believe that. Kyrie Irving might be the second best player in the East. He did outscore Toronto 11-2 to on that very important fourth quarter run to go ahead and seal game four yesterday, and he made it look easy. It was kind of like a layup drill. So I don't, I don't argue with you on that. So, you know, that said, it's hard to really look at Cleveland and get excited about them playing anybody, whether it's, you know, this year it's Toronto – They've, they're going to get Boston, I would imagine, in the finals, but it doesn't matter. I think Washington looks better.
You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. And now, from the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. Welcome to the Top Secret Podcast portion of the show. Coming in through the studio doors. Hot! Alright, Brandon, we're talking about NBA stuff. I'm glad you could join us, Chris. (laughs) Nature calls, brother. Welcome to the Cheap Seats, Chris. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, dog. Alright, so we're talking Greg Popovich and and the Spurs, and you know, Tony Parker, I don't know what the future holds for him, man. He's got to relies on quickness. Now he's going to have to have a major knee surgery. Does he still have Eva at home? Or are they? Oh, that night been. Nah. That's been done. Way gone. Yeah, yeah. And I've got my wife to thank for that because she keeps me up to speed on all the celebrity relationships and so on and so forth. But, yeah, I think uh, I think he stepped out on Eva a long time ago. And who, who does that, dog? What a dummy. Oh, what is she doing these days anyway? Whatever she Trey, wants. can we get her on the show? You on that? All right, we'll see if we can't oh, get uh, Eva Longoria on the on the show next week. I'm not gonna and and I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. You are my partner in crime, one of my best friends in the entire world. But uh, if I could put her in that seat for a little while, you'd have to go, dog. I don't blame you. What it, what was interesting is when T Nichols went to call Eva. I didn't see him punching any numbers. That means he's got a program <laughs> in his phone. <laughs> Straight to speed now, but he's nice got Nice contact he's list. Got, yes, sir. I want to see his list. Yes, sir. Well, our contact list kind of blew up on us. This day. We were supposed to have uh, Haley Best in studio with us today. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to let her live this down. But, you know, beauty queens, actresses, hey. I think we got big time, man. Well, that's okay. Well, it's not going to be the last time, I'm sure. Well, I'll tell you like this. Yeah, right. I tell you, I do, uh, I do spots over on WFJ and WWGP. Uh, once a week, and they have a signed sort of—I guess it's a five by seven from Haley Best, Miss North Carolina, 2011. Um, she says she owes me one for this. I don't want to. I don't want to sign five by seven. 
We need a full-size, life-size cardboard cutout. Wow. And I'm going to let her know that. Um, Where can we put that? Do we have space for it? Maybe next time we invite her to the show, she could just send the cutout. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's why we keep you around, brother. Yeah. Yeah, just send the cutout. I'll do voiceover. Yes. Yeah, back yes. in 2011, I won Miss North Carolina. Well, you know what? We need to get a tiara for it. That's the, that's what that's what we should have done, man. We fell flat. We should have we should have gotten a tiara and a sash, and told her that we were awarding her Miss from the Cheap Seats 2017. Well, she missed out because I almost brought her. Uh, 2017 championship Atkins commercial consultants mug. You advisors mean advisors? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, we're on the podcast. That's an inside joke if you haven't listened to the radio show. But hey, I was also listening, um, referencing the the show again earlier that Michael Jordan's shoe, talking about Alonzo Alonzo ball, ball shoe that's come out four hundred ninety five dollars. The original Jordan came out in nineteen eighty five. The cost was sixty five dollars. With two thousand seventeen inflation, that's one hundred and forty seven dollars per pair. So you're telling me that I could get three of those for one of these pair of Lonzo balls? Yes. Hmm. Interesting yep. theory. You know what the difference between those two shoes is? What's that? The Jordan is cool. Yeah. D- when you lace up the Lonzo balls, does it automatically make you shoot from your belt line? <laughs> Yeah, and you play no defense. You do they're, a set they're defense shot. defense optional shoes, man. You do a set shot from your belt line. I'm, I'm trying to figure out is as the other kids come through this because he's what is it? You got uh, what are the other two kids' names? I don't start with L. Anyway, are you going to have different models for them? Or is it going to be different colors? What's how's that going to work? You know what? That's a good question. I, I have is no idea question? how to answer it because I really I said it and I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm so sick to death of hearing about this family. Well, I heard, I heard somebody on the radio say something interesting the other day is that the middle kid is the biggest loser in all of this because he's not as good as Lonzo. He's not as good as the youngest. Lavar is pretty much. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm. I was going to say he's shot. He's got his called shot. Maybe he shot his entire wad there, but I doubt that. As much air he's got in that bag. Um, but the middle kid kind of misses out. He's going to UCLA. How they, excited has Steve Alford got to be about that? About this kid coming yeah. back? Yeah, you get a you get less talent with the same big mouth father. And well, now father's not just big mouth father. Now he's a you know a C list celebrity, and feels empowered. And God help us all when he starts to get some real coin in his pocket. Yeah, this is a scary time for us. Well, I always think- I feel about I feel about this situation and college recruiting and young NBA talent now about like I do about politics. I just give up. Well, it's, it's I always well as everybody should gauge what how people act when they don't know the cameras on. And I don't know if you've seen the footage of the youngest kid. His father coaches their I guess AAU team yeah. travel team, and they're getting absolutely blown out. And the youngest kid's pulling, swinging his arms around. LeVar Ball's going bananas. He's making excuses for his own kid and yelling at the rest of, you know, the other starting four. And it, it kind of reminded me of, you know, you've seen the footage of Chris Berman when 
I don't know if you've ever seen this, but there's some crazy footage of Chris Berman. You know, he looks like he'd be the most fun to be around. When he's off camera, he's kind of a scumbag. Yes. Um, he's hitting on women, you know, maybe got a little... Uh, yeah, he went. I, I remember the the original video that came out when he went all Bill O'Reilly on those, you know, the interns oh, yeah. and the in the staff. went in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little grandpa's cough medicine underneath the desk. You know. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, I, I didn't mean to get us off on that shoe, but again, that goes back to the the point. We'll get back to I guess Coach Pop and San Antonio. But the fact, I just do not think they had any intention of selling these shoes. This so, is just a, a, this is another channel for LeVar to run off at the mouth and try to push that weak brand that he's got out there. So in a single night, how much damage could you do with $495 in Vegas? On a single night? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to answer that question. It's could been we, almost a we year. We could turn that into a, into a feature film. I could stretch 500 bucks a long way. Yeah. Oh God! Unless you step on a a casino floor, then it's you know I just I it's been almost a year. It was April when I was last in Vegas. Are you still hungover? Mm, I'm okay, but I'm I'm still hungover from that last second Villanova shot. But um, oh jeez. But yeah, I mean, it just depends on where your mindset. I mean, four ninety five can go pretty quickly, or if you're, you know, th- that's why I always have a rule. I used to travel to Vegas for work, and I really didn't. St- I was there from Monday to got home Sunday. I really didn't start gambling until Thursday because there's nothing worse. It's like if you've ever gambled, played blackjack on a boat that goes out. And, you don't want to gamble on the way out there because then you lose it. And you're stuck out on a <laughs> boat. Right, you want to start gambling on the way in. So if you lose, then you're not just sitting around looking at seagulls so, with no money. Ed Snyder told me that you you lost a piece of clothing while you were in Vegas. Piece he of left clothing. a T-shirt there. Something. Mm, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Remember what they say about Vegas, right? It stay. See, T. Nichols says it stays in Vegas. Stays in Vegas. So back to the NBA, and we're talking about it being a foregone conclusion that the the Cavaliers and the Warriors are on a collision course. Yeah. All right. This this takes me back. I'm trying to think of a um, a same type situation, and and maybe it's not fair to look at this as just this season. But when I look at it and, and you know, stretching it to say, well, there were three teams that started the season can win the NBA championship, I think anybody that was out there putting money down would put put it on Golden State and the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the case each of the last couple of years. So are we into an era of Celtics-Lakers again? Is that where we've – have we arrived there yet? Or how much farther do we have to go? I think so. It's not the exact same thing because I remember I was a big Boston Celtics, Celtics fan as a kid. I liked the Lakers, but hated them during the finals because I was a Celtics fan. And you look at those two teams, and you know Michael Cooper, Danny Ainge. You know it seemed like they matched up. They were equal powers. And on paper, Golden State looks like the better team, and I think Cavs are top heavy with talent. Maybe a little weaker, weaker with Tristan Thompson and um, Kevin Love had an awful game yesterday. I think he went like two for seven. He's good for, for that on occasion. 
Um, but you know, you got guys like Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver is LeBron James's BJ Armstrong, Craig Hodges, Steve Kerr. That they finally got him a shooter to kick out to that's reliable and can do some other things. But yeah, I, since the Boston Celtics Lakers, I've never seen two teams where you just you knew that the the time that the regular season started, those two teams are going to be in it. And I really didn't with Ginobili finally. You know, leaving the scene, and that's in the end of a end of an error. I thought, unless some injury happened, that San Antonio would make it as far as they're making it, and then kind of die off to Golden State. I just never thought it was any question about that. Well, here's the San Antonio front office has done a great job. You know, I think they surprised a lot of people when they were able to bring Lamarcus Aldridge in a couple of years ago. Right. Kawhi Leonard has maybe the best fifteenth pick in the draft of all time. I mean, we may be talking about a guy that's top 15 all time by the time his career is over, maybe even higher up in that in that conversation. I actually saw an article the other day, and they were they were comparing him to Kobe Bryant. Kawhi's got a lot of basketball left in him. Uh, he's in San Antonio indefinitely. LaMarcus Aldridge is signed through the next couple of years. So San Antonio's got a core there, but they're sort of in the situation now like most of the rest of the league. You got two stars. You have to add a third because Tony Parker, we don't know what the future holds. What gets lost in this is Manu Ginobili because Ginobili, this has got to be the final run for him. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 not even a role player at this point. He can't even properly flop anymore. No. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that at some point between now and the end of the Rocket series in a key moment he will find a way to fly across the floor with his arms and legs and, you know, bank one in and get the end one. I'm Man- sure it's coming. Manu will be just fine when he's done with the NBA. You'll you'll be able to find him in Cameron Indoor teaching the art of <laughs> flopping as if they need it. I would love to see Manu get on a staff with Grayson Allen wherever he lands after next year's draft because, uh, yeah, their their ability to flop is, is uh, peerless. Uh, Shane Battier versus Manu Ginobili. <laughs> <laughs> I got Manu all day long, man. All right. Uh, the that's one of those things. But Manu's fourteen million comes off the books next year, and that's an awful lot of change. You don't have an awful lot of other money sort of tied up. So when we come back on the other side of the break, we'll figure out what they might do with that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. They're strong, and then there's Army Strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. 
I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, you're back from the Cheap Seats. Crystal Lambert, Brandon Atkins. I don't even remember what we've talked about today. I know we kind of came in with a plan, and it just thing sort of took on a life of its own. Well, kind of doing some basketball, going back and forth, college, NBA. I see uh, looks like the Houston Rockets won't be doing the nay-nay anytime soon, right? You see, he pulled his groin, right? So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Way to open a segment with a cheesy joke. But, uh, you know, it just gets back to the fact that everybody is saying the same thing. Can we get to Golden State and the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, it's it, these games are kind of painful to watch. It's like the Rockets and San Antonio are just wearing each other down, getting injured, only to lose to Golden State. I don't know if everybody's saying that, but I am. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't I can't even, as much as I try, get excited about Washington-Boston. I really just can't. We've, I don't want to beat on Boston. We did that. We've done that in weeks gone, gone by. Boston can't beat Cleveland, period. Period. No. Unless there's, you know, some catastrophe between now and then. It's just not going to happen. Um, Cleveland going into the offseason, you know, got some room cap-wise. They've got what is most likely going to be the first pick in the draft. So maybe come next season, they are a legitimate player. Um, Isaiah Thomas is, is you know, working his magic on the regular and has become a legitimate superstar. I think that word's appropriate at this point. Um, but you're, you're still going to have them looking up at the Cavaliers. Now, my question for you, and this is out of nowhere, just kind of came to me. Gotcha. If you're Boston – and Cleveland calls and says, we'll trade you Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas straight up. <laughs> uh, is this a prank call? No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm trying to make a point here. Okay, well, I'll answer the question by making a statement that I was already going to make. When Ky- Kyrie, is gonna t- Kyrie Irving is going to take Isaiah Thomas's launch, I mean, if they go to some sort of ISO and Isaiah's on him – it's a wrap. I mean, that's all you do is keep feeding the ball to Kyrie. So I don't know if that answers your question, but if I'm on the receiving end of that phone call on the Celtics side, yeah, I take it all day long, but that'll never happen. My The point that I'm getting at is that Cleveland, they may have the – do they have the two best players in the East? I, I'd struggle to look at anybody's roster and think of anybody in the East – that is better than Kyrie Irving. Uh, especially when the play, it seems like when the playoffs, both of these players' games just go. They're they're like true superstars. That's that's why I don't know about Isaiah Thomas calling them a superstar just yet. Yeah, he can score points. It's amazing what he can do in that little frame. But year in and year out, if you remember the first time two years ago when Golden State beat them, Love was out. Kyrie was hobbling right. Yep. And LeBron was hobbling. 
and they still took that first game off of Golden State. I, I was not very surprised. Uh, you know, being down three one, I was a little bit of a surprise. But I, was, I feel like Cleveland is the slight favorite in the finals against Golden State. Come on, dude. Look, just look at Coach Cal, man. Why didn't he win every year? Like he's got all the best players, right? Just put them together, mix them in a pot. Then it translates into a ring. Uh, that's not how it works. Okay, you know, you I'm not have telling you of... that. I'm not telling you that Cleveland can't beat Golden State. But to say that Cleveland would be a favorite against Golden State, come on, man. No, I mean I think they're a slight. Let's favorite. get for real. They're a slight favorite. They're the reigning champions of the NBA. They found out. You know, a lot of people say, uh, "What's his name that went out game four? What's the guy's name?" Draymond Green. Draymond Green. The, oh, that was the reason why. They don't give Cleveland credit for having every all their superstars injured the year before, but Draymond, oh, that's how they lost it. But what it did do was the game that game four that Draymond was out, Cleveland figured out some things about Golden State. They should have known the obvious, which is Steph, Steph Curry is kind of soft. He's a... He, he's meant, his game's meant for the West Coast, not the East Coast. It's not as rough as it used to be back in the uh, Detroit Pistons days, but what were. But East Coast plays a little bit tougher brand of ball, and I think that'll make a difference in the finals. Plus, LeBron James is playing like he's in his 25-year-old body with the mindset of last year. He can't be guarded by anyone. Okay, I'm not going to blame the Warriors' loss last year on Draymond Green missing a game and a half because he's an idiot. Right. I'm not going to blame it on Steph Curry's knee because it was tender. And, I mean, he was obviously a step, a step slow. What I am going to say, I'm not even going to blame it on the fact that they went to seven games with Oklahoma City while Cleveland was sitting at home getting healthy. I'm just going to say that last year in the finals, Cleveland was a fraction, a very small fraction better than Golden State. So in the offseason, Golden State went and added one of the best five players in the NBA to their roster. Mm -hmm. KD is the difference maker. And I'm trying to, I'm hearing people trying to rationalize it with gel and KD doesn't have a ring yet, blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying to hear that. Okay, do you. Do you like peanut butter? I love peanut butter. How much do you love peanut butter? A lot. Put it on a hot dog. Just because you add something that's awesome and delicious doesn't mean it's going to work well. It's got to work with the other ingredients. And in the grind of however many games of the season, sure, everybody's loose. Everybody's getting plenty of points. They've already proven. Everybody's got their MVPs. There's no pressure. You go through the West Coast, no big deal. Then you run into Cleveland. Let's see how that ball is distributed. Let's see the first time they get punched in the teeth. See what happens. See, We're gonna find out because there's Draymond. gonna be some there's gonna be some teeth punching going on, especially if Draymond Green's on the floor. Well, Draymond Green's already yelling at KD at the beginning of the season. They're not even in playoff play yet. Draymond Green, uh, Draymond Green. Let me just say this too. He got compared to Charles Barkley. And he took offense. I'm like, what kind of joke are you? Like, you can't even carry Charles Barkley's jock strap. Get out of here, kid. You know, I know you got a ring, but so what? You playing with one of the best shooters that's ever lived. Draymond is a is a little high strung, little high strung to say the least. But I think that Cleveland, one of the best things they had going for him was San Antonio out west, 
with their ability to push Golden State. Even if Golden State would have been a prohibitive favorite, you're looking at Golden State having to go five, six, maybe seven games to get past San Antonio if they did, while Cleveland gets to sit at home. Because Cleveland's not going more than five games with whomever comes out of that Washington Bullets Boston Celtics story. And for anybody that thinks I messed up, you need to go back to the podcast because we don't call them the Wizards. Yeah, we call them the Bullets. Once you step in this room, they're the Bullets. That's right. So tell me, how great is LeBron James? I just want to hear you riff. Okay, well, if he makes it to the final, excuse me. When he makes it into the finals, that's going to be. If he what, makes it to the finals, that's going to be his eighth straight final in a row, right? Mm-hmm. He did. He went to one other, I guess, two thousand seven, maybe in that area. If I'm if I'm correct, it's either seven or eight. I think if he makes it, when he makes it, this will be his eighth straight. Meaning, you cannot watch NBA basketball in the finals and not see LeBron James on TV. That is incredible. Like that's something that. You know, a lot of people say, well, Jordan, you know, Jordan, uh, if he hadn't taken off the two years, well, you might be right. A lot of people think that there might have been a little gambling that he got into that maybe took him away from the game a couple of years. How are you going to put MJ on blast like that? I'm just saying, listen. So what you're saying is that anybody that thinks he left the NBA just because he wanted to go play baseball is kind of naive. Is that what you're saying? I think he really wanted to play baseball, but did you see him run the bases? I mean, come on, dude. Like, that'd be like me running the bases. He looked awkward. Baseball, yeah, that's something you go do after you win your eight straight championships. I have heard that he and Stern – and I, I'm just talking about my sources, that he and Stern had a little talk about some gambling potentially on – potentially – Potentially, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, Let me go ahead. I, like I got to throw the word allegedly. That, and that – Michael Jordan is slippery, man. He is Teflon. Nothing sticks to this guy. Like nothing. Everybody was surprised about – Tiger Woods getting beat up <laughs> on front yard because he stepped out on his old lady. I'm like, uh, you're surprised? He hangs out with Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan in Vegas. You're surprised about this? So anyway, long story short, <laughs> the, Jordan stepped away from the game, and people add that like it's a plus, like it's a feather in his cap rather than a weakness. What if LeBron James – Went and played for tight Twitter, end. Tight end, end for the, the Browns. He went to the Broncos. You know what would happen that? if you know what would Team happen if, if LeBron James went and played tight end for the Browns? What's that? They'd still suck. Yeah, you're right about that. No, that's always been the thing as well. LeBron could be the best tight end in the history of football. Okay, cool. The Browns would still be awful. I mean, I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna hold off on my Broncos jokes. One because Trent's over there and I don't want to hurt his feelings. Two because I have respect for the Broncos. Browns, no. no John thing. Elway looks like the horse on the helmet, doesn't he? A little but, bit. <laughs> I do <laughs> just like want to. I, I do want to make sure we're 100 percent clear in that you are you are saying that Allegedly. there was more to Jordan going to play Allegedly. baseball. Allegedly, there's been than some just wanting to play baseball. There's been some whispers. There's like, first of all, my sauces. First of all. Like, baseball, get over yourself. Go ahead and put him on a major league team. It's Michael freaking Jordan. I know, it's not right? Tim Tebow. Like, there, weren't any, there weren't any big league teams that sucked enough that could have been like, hey, man, we put half a million people in the stands if we bring him up. Yeah, here. I mean, all right, we're down by it. five runs. Bring in Jordan. Yeah, let him go on. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. There's what, plenty of folks out there stealing money on on MLB rosters right now. You're right. Jordan could have. It's kind of like Tebow. Yeah, I don't care if Tebow can hit a, a curveball. I mean, there aren't teams out there that are bad enough right now that they could use a boost in attendance. Let Tebow go out there That's, and play. That, baseball kills me. Less when, when you and T Nichols are talking baseball, my eyes start to roll out of my head. Well, the difference is off. the difference is is that David Stern has an adult conversation with Michael Jordan and is like, "Hey, dude." Lay low. Let's 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 chill out for a minute, so that we can you know we can handle this. Whereas Pete Rose has been banned from baseball for forty freaking years, and one of the best you know the hit king can't get in the doggone Hall of Fame. Everything that's saying, why baseball sucks. And can we say allegedly after every sentence? I don't want to get in trouble. Allegedly, allegedly, but, yeah. Baseball sucks for a lot of different reasons. Like, w- if you get smacked out of the park, why can't somebody just flip their bat? Get over yourselves, man. That's why I can't watch baseball. So it's fun. It's a sport. Get over yourselves. I don't know. My wife would disagree with you. It's been fun. See you next week. See ya. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. You might not love your seats, but you'll love the show. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today.